everybody. Welcome back to a Flash Friday episode. Uh, I'm your host, Chris, and this episode I don't have Preston with me again, but lucky you, I'm not flying solo. I've got Connor here from the Whatever Podcast. Connor, what's going on, man? Hello, hello, hello. This is, I'm actually really excited to talk about this. Um, I thought it was a, a very interesting topic. Uh, and the happenings of everything was just so interesting. So thank, yeah, thank you for so, having me. <laughs> hey, yeah. So you're going to fill me in on this and all the listeners. But so last uh, week we said we'd come back with a part two on uh, the Gabby Petito case. There have not been uh, any major updates in regards to the hunt for Brian. So we decided we would defer that until we get some uh, bigger updates within the news. But this week has been jam-packed with news as well. So we were on one topic uh, that we were going to touch on, Preston and I. Now, we're going to save that for a future episode because there is another piece in the news. And it kind of stems from uh, a whistleblower that was interviewed here recently as actually uh, this past Sunday uh, about Facebook. And I know, Connor, this was really something you had kind of pushed out there to Preston and I to say, hey, look, this would be great uh, for a Flash Friday update. And I thought, you know what? You're the man to do it. So I'm glad you're here. You can can fill us in because, hey, my Facebook account went dead today for – uh, some reason. Can you fill yes. us in on what's going on? <laughs> I would love to. And so, you know, I, I, I get, I've tried to read all that I can on it. Um, it. It's hard to say without official statements and things like that. I personally have not watched the 60 minutes that this uh, whole thing actually stems from. Um, but essentially to, to kind of break it down for you is a, a previous employee who worked for uh, Facebook had come out and had basically said, okay, so Facebook is aware of its algorithm and aware that the algorithm is pushing things and it shouldn't be onto people's feeds. Uh, uh, hate speech, uh, false information, um, anything that can, that, that pretty much gets a reaction. Um, a good way to put it would be, yeah, anything that gets a reaction and that reaction is bad. They want, they want hostility. They're wanting to promote hostility upon the feeds of, of Facebook um, because it, it raises their engagement on Facebook and, and in turn generates them more money. Um, now, that, that seems pretty like, okay, well, why would we revolt about that? Well, it goes a little further. Their privacy policy for a lot of their, their uh, websites, uh, Instagram, Facebook, other things. Um, I think WhatsApp is included in one of those. Um, mm-hmm. They they are pretty much downloading and monitoring so much private information that if I were to tell you that Mark Zuckerberg is reading through your emails between you and your boss today, you wouldn't believe me. But unfortunately, that's the sad truth. Those are the kinds of things that they have access wow. to. That's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so, and so that just goes to show that no one really reads the fine print. But this this woman had had said, yeah. I mean, I work there. This is all true, and this is how it is, and this is how it's been. They know, but they've been hiding it. But it's not just because I've been following a little bit too since you had uh, kind of mentioned it to us because I didn't catch the sixty minutes 
interview either. So the so the lady's name, she's a 37-year-old um, woman who was employed with Facebook, and her name is Frances Hagen, I guess you could say it that way. Do you know yeah. how to pronounce that better? I, I, um, I don't know. I think you okay. hit the nail on the head. But it's not just what she's saying. She has documents that are internal documents from Facebook, like thousands of pages worth that she has gone to the the government with and basically filed a, hey, you need to know what's going on within this company because what's going on is not good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hate to say it. It's very – well, and that's why I was – like earlier I thought, why would they trust like – her word about this kind of stuff. And then I realized that she had all those documents. And I thought, ah, yeah, yeah. The, the, these, are the, these are the end times for Zuckerberg. That's for sure. So, so this is coming out on Friday. My understanding is, um, and we'll know by then, but obviously we're recording this a little, little early that she's supposed to be testifying in front of Congress about this. Yeah. And I know here, here over the past, my gosh, past couple, past year at least but past couple they've had mark zuckerberg on representing facebook uh gosh who else they've had uh representatives from google from twitter from all of these social media companies all testifying in front of congress because they've they've been asked to kind of explain some of the the happenings within these social media platforms one because of all of the political mess that we've seen ourselves in over the last year um which she talks about that kind of led up to the january 6th insurrection at the capitol right right yeah i (laughs) i I think you know when when they bring all these all these people in to testify in front of congress i think they're doing it because they're scared um because the internet is a place that's not touched it's not regulated it's becoming more and more regulated but you know wind the clocks back 10 years and it it was no man's land you know we we didn't have any rules we were actually was it 2021 2011 Mm -hmm. we were just getting into the point where i would i would consider it to be the peak of what the internet was before all these guidelines came crashing down upon everyone um all starting with with YouTube, uh, realizing that advertisers were not going to advertise on videos that they deemed inappropriate for their advertisements because they didn't want to represent things like that. And then you know you, you you move that to to things like Twitter and and Twitter being a company but also a platform. And so I think you got to learn how to draw the line is telling the difference between a company and a platform because. Donald Trump used Twitter as a platform and as a medium of communication. However, by allowing by allowing Donald Trump to say what he was saying, and you know what I, I mean, like people are always gonna, I, I I don't I don't know exactly the reason they banned him, but they they banned him in my opinion because they felt as if they were responsible and that they were representing Donald Trump by allowing him to use their medium as as you know, form of communication. And so I think that that's where things got messy. That's where things well, really got messy. Yeah. And, and Preston and I, and, and maybe even on the whatever podcast, we've talked about that as it relates to social media, but it, kind of going back to what you talked about and a little bit of what you're uh, talking about with 
the former president putting things out there on social media, the algorithms are intentionally showing the users what they want to see that makes them angry. And what Donald Trump was putting on Facebook um, and on Twitter were things that were making people angry. And the problem with a lot of it, there were a lot of falsities that were making individuals angry. And you've seen this big uprise of people that were getting angry over stuff that, that wasn't even true. And yeah. I think that is what they had seen was like, look, this guy has a huge following and a, a platform that he's putting this out there on. And, and we've seen the result of it with the January 6th insurrection, which is what she said was a result of Facebook doing away with the uh, civic integrity unit that she was brought in to work in. Um, once they got through the election, they, they totally cut it and, and uh, just did away with that unit because they felt like, well, we're through all of this nonsense with the elections that uh, Facebook was used to get all this information out on or misinformation yeah. out on. And then we should be good. Well, that wasn't the case. Um, and without that unit to be kind of that clearinghouse of that information and to definitely look into the misinformation that was being put out there, she says that's what resulted in people storming the Capitol uh, in January um, and obviously what everybody's seen unfold during that day. She, she claims that was a result of what Facebook did and some of this background information that she's willing to share and has basically released documents for uh, to Congress to, um, gosh, she was on 60 Minutes, but what, wasn't it the Wall Street Journal that she actually reached out to first that had yes. presented a lot of the research that she provided. Yeah. Yeah. That gave her a lot of validity for, for all this stuff to follow. Um, yeah. because they were kind of, kind of like, I wouldn't say stringing her along, but kind of like showing her, you know, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to approach it. This is what you do from, from here. Um, I think that with, with her and of course we'll find out in the, in the coming, in the coming weeks, you know, what's going to happen. But so go ahead. When you when you approach Congress with stuff like that, Congress, they're faced with a hard decision. And, you know, the government is going to is going to look at this and they're going to evaluate this information and they're going to think, is this worth taking Facebook down, taking the company down? Um, and, and I have I have an opinion like I, I, I think the, the proper action should be. I mean, you know, I'm not a social media fan. I don't really think it should be around in the first place. I think that they should just kick it right off and we should just start over. You know, like, like I think that would be fine. I'm okay with that. Not everyone's going to be. It's a good way to keep in touch with family, I know. But they, they did almost the same thing with TikTok because TikTok stemmed from a Chinese company. And, and that wasn't going to be allowed because of their monitoring practices in China. They're being implemented through that app here in America. Well, when when TikTok was finally bought out from China and they stopped those monitoring uh, practices, everything was fine. The case was dropped. However, now we're forced with a situation where the same thing is happening, but on our ground. And I think that the proper action should be to look at this and think, okay, can we get rid of it? Should we get rid of it? 
but I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to have to find a way to, to really crack down on the guidelines because Facebook was the number one most sought after grounds for the election. Mm-hmm. You, you won Facebook, you won the whole damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of, of that, like I say, was there was a lot of misinformation that was put out there that just continued to get circulated. A couple quotes um, from uh, the whistleblower in that interview, uh, which I think it, it goes back to the challenge that we're in. And I think something that needs to be addressed, uh, she's quoted in here and it says its own research, Facebook, that is, is showing that the content that is hateful, that is divisive, that is polarizing, it's easier to inspire people to anger than it is to other emotions. It says Facebook has realized that if they change the algorithm to be to be safer, people will spend less time on it, on this site. They'll click on less ads and they'll make less money. They're making money off of the anger that is inside of all of us that keeps us on that platform that is solely based on that algorithm. I'm going to give you an example, Connor. This is a really small example, but one that I was kind of watching unfold in our old hometown. Neither one of us live there now, Uh, but their festival happened this weekend. And I was kind of watching on my feed. Um, I'm still friends with a lot of those people. I'm not involved in any of the things that they were fighting back and forth about. But they had a festival that was taken over by a different group and uh, was actually running this festival this year uh, that the old group is no longer running. And everybody was making comments that it was it was horrible this year, yada, yada, yada. Well, they had typically a parade uh, that happens that got canceled because there was some rain. We've had torrential downpours in the past and they still had parade that carried on and a lot of people were mad a lot of people complained you know that a lot of what i was seeing on my feed because it was it was getting hot there was a lot of negativity after i read this i was like man that is why i was seeing a lot of that pop up because it just that negativity uh even in this small town with people that are connected it was dividing people like never before, because it kept feeding those negative comments. Oh, somebody else commented on this post that's negative about the situation that happened this weekend in this small town. And I can see it playing out. That's not a major election. That's right here, small town, Indiana, causing division within a small community. And I think it's real. I think the algorithms are feeding the anger that can be within each and every one of us, because if they were talking happy to each other about the event, I didn't, I didn't see one positive. I take that back. I may have seen one or two positive comments, but everything I was seeing was all negative comments about what happened this weekend. And, and like she says, if you see those positive things, you're not going to stay on that. I mean, it's that anger. You want to watch that, that bickering, that fighting, and that's what we've seen played out on a national level with politics and with even other countries kind of playing in uh, to our national elections, too, through that platform. So it's kind of scary. It is. It is. And and I know a lot of people are going to listen to this and a lot of people are going to think, well, 
I mean, who cares? You know, like I'm not one of those people who who give into things like that and end up commenting a sea of hateful things. But I, I, I think as we as we round out, you know, I, I really advise you to maybe read the privacy policy before you use a lot of these websites and apps. Uh, sure, sure, you could call me a hypocrite. I'm not going to delete my Facebook anytime soon. I'm not an active user. Um, yeah. in, until until someone advises me to say, hey, you know, this really isn't okay. You should go ahead and get rid of this. Um, I, I, I'm still kind of looking more, you know, further into the situation. Um, well, in the, yeah. And I would say bef- last thing too, it, Facebook is gobbling up all of these social platforms that, that kind of get some rise, um, and are known to be successful. I mean, you see Facebook coming in and, and buying out these companies. The one in particular is is Instagram that was mentioned in this. And a lot of the challenges that we haven't even touched on uh, with with how that is affecting kids on that platform, in particular, uh, girls on that platform with how they see themselves versus how they see others. So definitely some research that uh, I know we can't cover a lot here in 15 minutes, but listeners, Please get out there, uh, like Connor said, and, and do a little research on this because it is definitely something that uh, we all should be aware of. So last thing, though, why did it go down to today as we're recording this, which is, is Monday of this week? You know, why, did the, why did it go down for a few hours? Uh, to be quite honest, I, 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 I don't know. Um, the official answer was that it was a DNS problem. And... Um, for those of you who don't know, the DNS is essentially like the phone book of the internet. Um, they had an issue with their DNS and none of their services could get up and working. However, Chris, this happened coincidentally directly after 60 minutes. It is crazy. The timing, um, if that's the case directly after 60 minutes, everything went down and, and, and they had hours and hours and hours today to say, okay. Here's, I mean, here's what I, I don't want to get into conspiracies. You know, I, I want to keep this as like Flash Friday is, is a, I, I think, a factual thing and a thing to discuss current events. But I think that they were yeah. covering their tracks or trying to think, okay, um, let's take, let's everyone take a day off. Let's, what, how are we going to approach this? Um, but, but I, I would love, I would love to, for you to follow this up. Uh, you and Preston to follow because I know Preston's got to have some, some opinions about this. Um, oh, too, yeah, for so. sure. For sure. Yeah, it was it was definitely interesting um, and definitely uh, appreciate you jumping on to share uh, kind of the thoughts there. And definitely one we'll we'll be following closely. Another thing in the news we didn't touch on that we're going to we're going to hit on is this debt ceiling uh, discussion that is is a big fight between the Republicans and Democrats on Capitol Hill. Uh, we had President Biden chime in on that as well. I know. We hear you, listeners. We got a request out there for a uh, discussion around the debt ceiling and what that means, because uh, it's not a government shutdown. Uh, this is a real deal uh, concern when we talk about debt ceiling limits and us hitting those, uh, which we are at the point of doing unless Congress does something. We are going to touch on that likely in the next episode uh, because we are uh running up against an October 18th date that the Treasury has put out there that something needs to be done by or America starts to default on obligations. So a lot to hit on that. That will 
uh, be a deep discussion and encourage you to chime in or check back in on that one. If you haven't subscribed to the whatever podcast, please do so. That way you're getting all the latest episodes uh, because we have a lot going on in the platform oh, uh, in whatever podcast uh, with flash Fridays, with all the new shows that Connor mentioned in one of the previous episodes, uh, be on the lookout because we have a lot of things that are coming up. Connor, anything in closing as you wrap us up for Flash Friday? Oh, put on your tinfoil hats. Um, the end of the world is nigh. Uh, no, no, not really. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But they, these are always downers, you know? It's like, man, oh, we need to... Well, yeah, I mean, Preston, I know he would love to talk about this, so I wrote it down, a conversation about Bo Burnham's comedy special, Inside. And uh-huh. he has a song. He has. A, have you seen that before? Have you Have you gotten a chance to watch it? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh, he, so he nope. he Bo Burnham. He he writes a lot of c- comedy music, and and I'll, I'll end on this note. He writes a song, um, a comedy song about how he doesn't think that he should be writing comedy more because in the more and more he looks out into the world and reads about current events and things like that, he finds less and less to joke about. So. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> uh, I know it's true. That's the hard truth, man. It, 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 you hate, you hate to be a downer, but you know, that's, that's the sad, the sad reality. You know, we try, we try to find good in the bad. Um, yeah. but unfortunately these are the bad, this is the bad that defines our good. So that's right. And we're here to bring you the news. So we're going to keep bringing it to you. Um, uh, but we definitely will have future episodes that uplifts the spirit at times. So hang in there. Keep checking in with us. We appreciate you guys listening in. Until next Friday, you guys stay safe. See you later.